Nitro is the glory. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast with your host tonight, Keenan White, aka Lefty the Great. And if you are unlucky, the Finnish village idiot, JQ. This is the RC Podcast with no name, but plenty of content. So sit back, relax and get ready for some serious bench racing. Yes, 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 indeed. Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 154 of the No Name RC Podcast. I'm your host, and joining me this week is our co-host, RC Kevin, and our... What's up, Kevin? How you doing? What's up, man? How are you? And our new once-a-month co-host, who's going to come on and help us out uh, once a month, hopefully, from here on out, Mr. Jared Tebow. How you doing, Tebow? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're, you're set up in your studio now. I like it. You got your product placement up there looking sharp. You look like Steve. Hey, I was just watching Steve Mathis, and I was like, hey, he's got all his nice product placement and all that type of stuff. <laughs> look at you. You got that going. Um, so thank you I for joining us. I got to up a little bit more, but I'm trying. Yeah, man. Well, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you having on, having you on. And thank you too, Kevin, for your time. Hey guys, um, please share this. Uh, make this go viral. We kind of wanna, we're, we're gonna have some questions later. I'm gonna talk to Jared about his time at AMS. We're gonna have some silly season talk as well, and just get his feelings on, uh, 2022, what's coming up and stuff like that. So hey, thank you guys. Share this. And um, hey, before I go on any further, I have to thank all of the NNRC squad from around the world. We can't do this without you guys. Uh, thank you for all the support downloading listening it's been three an awesome three years and an awesome 150 plus episodes so thank you guys for everything uh with that said i'd also like to say thank you to the patrons of the podcast you guys have supported us for a long time and without that it helps keep these bills paid helps keep these lights on helps me get a little something then helps me travel so i appreciate that and um yeah i can't do it without you so you know we have sponsors if you wish to become a sponsor of this podcast hit me up you know, we're going into 2022, we're doing some new things. So if you think this is a great place for your company to uh, advertise, then hit me up and let's talk. So with that said, I would like to say thank you and uh, a big thank you to all the sponsors that, that have supported the podcast for the last year. They are Mayako, Beach RC, TNR Fuels, Techno RC, Lugs Racing Tires, High Tech RCD, JQ Scale, Squale Motorsports, Sun City RC Raceway, Donathan RC, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Racecraft USA, RCGP, House of RC, uh, also Invisible Speed. If you want to check that out, that's um, that's gotten a lot of uh, great reviews. It's a great online course that just put together. Check it out. And of course, when you got a chance, check out the So Dialed app. And of course, now JTP RC and RC Kevin because he's he's a blogger and we need to support him as well. So I welcome them to the podcast. Remember, everybody, show the sponsors some love, show the podcast some love. You have links and coupon codes, affiliate links for all of that in the written description of this podcast. Show them some love. Help us, helps us out. All right. A, uh, super sticker alert. Oh, there we go. One of, uh, this must be a Canadian from, is a friend of yours, Kevin? Yes, Montreal. One of my patrons, actually. So thank you, Mark andre Thank you, Mark, for your uh, support. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, does he speak English? 
Yes, he does. Okay, great, great, great. That's good. Good. Thank you. All right, everybody. So we've got Jared with us. Um, he just came off a grueling, I would say, AMS 12.0. Really, really nice. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I, what I got to watch. Um, you went, you've had success at this race before, Jared, I believe. Um, I've been to this race when it was in the summertime. It's a lot different from how it was that winter. So let's, let's uh, tell us about AMS. You was excited going into this race as well. So tell us how it went for you. Yeah. Yeah. I normally always, uh, really look forward to, uh, going to this race. I like the size of it. Um, I like the number that they have. They normally have a pretty good track layout. Um, you know, in my mind, I'm always pretty good at that event, but, um, you know, I think these last two years have been a little bit more difficult with it being in the winter compared to in the summer. The track's a lot different. Um, really it's this year. It was, it seemed like quite a bit different compared to last year. It was really high grip, but the track dried out really fast, like in practice day. And then they watered some and, um, you know, temperatures were kind of all over the place. Like when I first got there, it was warmer. And then we had some really cold days and some cold nights and stuff. But, uh, yeah, you know, the new format was interesting. It was different. It was cool just to kind of, you know, have some unknown, have some kind of excitement, mm-hmm. something to look forward to as a driver. It wasn't so just kind of mundane, if you put it. Um, you know, all in all, I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't have the weekend I really wanted, but, um, you know, pretty proud of my effort. I uh, would say I was off on speed to kind of start and then – really picked up my speed in, in the qualifying, but I just, I wasn't really ever able to like string my good three laps really together. That format was really interesting. Um, and it was really difficult and not really for the reasons you would think it wasn't cause you know, certain drivers have three lap pace certain drivers don't have three lap pace people driving crazy the the Mm. weirdest part was when you would make a mistake or something and you would want to like check up and kind of get space is you didn't know what anybody else was doing and so Mm. you didn't really know like when to jump in and like who's on what because the track was you know it's not a small track but i think we had like 11 or 12 cars in qualifying and there's a lot of cars on the track. So anytime mm-hmm. you do like get out of the line and you need to jump back in, you're normally getting in front of somebody or getting close to somebody. And so that was really the trickiest part, I think. And, you know, even other people, like you'd have two really good laps and then someone would jump in right in front of you, not knowing that you're on your last lap and, you know, you might get messed up. And, you know, so that was really like the most challenging part was just, there were so many like moving things going around on the track and, you know, people pulled over to the side, you know, people, you know, like it wasn't like mm-hmm. a normal qualifier where you have people like actually just sitting there waiting, trying to like get some clear space. So that was, that was interesting. Did you uh, take uh, advantage of the format, like go into pit lane, lean out or play on tires or something like that? Did you, uh, did you use that, uh, to, to test some some stuff or whatever, whatnot? No, no, I never actually came into the pit during any of the, you know, actual qualifiers. Um, 
you know, as far as like engine stuff, I mean, all, you know, the top guys, our stuff's all running really good. You know, you can maybe do some ride height adjustment or something like that, but they were actually, you know, normally a race time race is like one lap out, you start the clock. And we actually had like a full two minute warm up. So, you know, those little kind of adjustments that, um, you know, if people that kind of know me or people that see me at a lot of races, mainly the drivers will know that I'm super weird with ride height adjustments. And it's kind of something mental where like before most mains and just like before most of my races, I call for like a quarter turn ride height <laughs> adjustment. So I was doing that a lot in the warm up. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the format was cool. I, I thought the super pole idea was really cool. You know, the long mains and everything was, was cool. I think, you know, there maybe was a couple of things they didn't quite think about as far as like the double electric B mains and then having triple electric A mains and mm. then just not having that many actual like classes where I think there was a lot of like all of our mains were really tight together. So, you know, it was just a pretty intense main day. I mean, uh, you know, three 10-minute e-buggy mains and then two 45-minute nitro mains, all, you know, with only like, you know, one, two, or three races kind of in between. And then also for the pro guys, we had to marshal two 45-minute races also. So there was definitely a lot of, uh, you know, just kind of a lot going on on that main day where you definitely wanted to have your stuff kind of together, which the format did work out well because we finished early on Saturday. So then, like, at least for myself, Graham and I, we just kind of knocked the cars out. I knocked the tires out. We pretty much had everything to go Saturday night. So then Sunday, we could just kind of check out the track and, you know, see see the conditions and then just kind of be ready for, you know, all the racing. So. Why did it dry out so much? I've never seen it dry out so much like that. Yeah, I don't know if maybe like the weather was just dry like up before. I mean, when we first got there, the track seemed like really packed in tight, like almost was already kind of grooved in. Mm -hmm. And I know like that first night they didn't water it because um, it was supposed to be really cold and like rainy the next day but then um it didn't end up raining until kind of later and the track was already real dry and then uh you know even just kind of the times that i went in there after they watered like they watered heavy kind of like in the middle of the track mm -hmm. where it didn't really like need it, like the middle of the arena and then the outsides you know, mainly like coming on the front straightaway was still pretty dry. They didn't really water that part that heavy, but, um, you know, I, mm -hmm. I kind of think a lot of the race time races, they, they wait too long to water and they water too heavy. Um, mm -hmm. and that, that's kind of what happened. They, they waited too long and then when they water heavy, it kind of washed the groove off. Mm -hmm. and you know and then it would just go from like wet just to like full bone dry again but uh Man, it looked know, like yeah, ice I, out I, there. I don't know i don't know why it yeah i mean the track was odd it, it definitely wasn't it wasn't ice i mean it was high grip even in the mains mm -hmm. it was high grip but it was high grip like in a really narrow mm, that's a really I mean. narrow yeah. range um you know even when the track was fairly blown off like just the traction groove 
was just really, really narrow. I mean, those, those buggy main or the, the mains on Sunday were just some really intense, um, super high focused main events. And it, it was really challenging, but it was, you know, a, a good, exciting challenge. But uh, it was it was narrow for sure, especially in truck. There was before like that, that little left 90 into that step up. I mean, with oh. my truck, I felt like if I went, half a tire width off i mean my truck would push all the way to that side and i couldn't even jump that or i would just straight spin out um and when you're in the line it was like really really high grip or edgy feeling so that was that was a challenging part was in the line it felt really edgy and anytime like say it like oversteered or almost went on two wheels you go to correct it you would just get you know half your tire in the dirt or whatever and then you would just be off the track pretty much to the outside so it was it was tough what uh what uh did you end up on tire uh for setup um i ran mainly clay i pretty much ran like all clay tires in practice mainly clay tires and qualifying switched to super soft long wear um for q3 super pole in the mains and I ran super soft long wear scribbles on my truck and super soft long wear zips on both buggies. Um, mess nice. around with a bunch of different tire sauces. Uh, a lot of people run FDJ now, um, especially at the race time races. So I was messing with some different FDJ sauces. And honestly, I thought my tires were pretty good. My, my grip was good. Um, you know, I think my speed was actually pretty good most of the event. I just, uh, you know, just wasn't really in the right spot at the right time and just kind of some costly mistakes. I mean, some of qualifying, I don't even remember where I qualified in truck. Um, I was pretty far off in Q1 as far as like position, but then the next two I was, I was up there and I had the fastest, I think I had the two fastest overall, like five minute runs. And even in, in the, in the super pole, I was really fast, just kind of had, you know, a couple, you know, unfortunate little incidences and stuff here and there. One crash, my fault, one crash, not my fault. And, um, you know, you just kind of get shuffled back. And then the main and, and truck, I got shuffled back mm-hmm. right at the start. And I think I was a lot down before the first pit stop even, <laughs> um, you know, fought back as hard as I can. But it, it's super tough, you know. Um, like mm-hmm. I, I said, it was an up and down weekend, but really proud of our effort. We never gave up and uh, Graham and I worked really hard and, and, you know, we made a lot of changes on the cars and um, it, it was a really fun event. I, I think it's cool that they, that they mixed it up. You know, I'm sure there was some good and some bad, but I think overall, most of the people really enjoyed it. You know, I think they could change a couple of things. I think the 45 minute mains for the pros was okay, but for the sportsman guys wasn't ideal. Uh, sportsman and intermediate there was not that many cars finishing mm-hmm. um you know they probably would enjoy a 30 minute main a little bit better but uh i, I think overall it's cool you know they change it up and you know the event went really well yeah i give them a lot of credit for that um because they they caught a lot of flack for it but it's it's great to have races kind of where they race like the rest of the world as well and uh a schedule they run be uh, uh they ran ahead of schedule, which was really good. You can have a more comfortable race experience, I think. And I talked to 
I talked to a guy who ran four classes while I talked to his buddy and he said he got 383 minutes of total like <laughs> actual track time. So like six hours and something, some minutes of total actual track time. And he loved it. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. that um, yeah, some people have to understand that not standing in line for 45 minutes to go up there for five minutes is not actual track time. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think there's room for both types you know, of races. I love the control practice. I, yeah. I hate the line personally. Um, but I don't yeah, they, they did a great job with the schedule and everything like that. I mean, this, the, the bummer part with the line, a lot of people don't get is like a big moral factor comes into it, especially in the pro classes. Cause you know, you have some people that won't marshal and you have some mm -hmm. people that won't stand in line that have other people stand in line and, and people don't see that the big issue and, and the big like yeah i get it it can I make it. it can make or break someone's weekend you know like if mm -hmm. someone is willing to not let that morally bother them that they're skipping mm -hmm. the marshalling and skipping the waiting in line they can practice twice as much as say someone that's not willing to do yes. that and that is a huge factor for you know the pro drivers for how much mm -hmm. practice time you get and stuff and so I, I i really hate that it's just like mm -hmm. it's just like a mental moral battle kind of the all day you know for me with those types of events and um you know it's not not really that fun so i i, I like the show practice i thought that was awesome yeah it makes it fair for everybody you know i mean some people yeah. will run more classes obviously than others but that's their choice to run that. It's yeah. not like you yeah, said. Yeah, but in the pro good. classes, like that doesn't really come yeah. into play as much. But yeah, even for the regular guys, I mean, um, yeah, you just you know when you're gonna run, you know how many times you're gonna run, you can plan you can plan everything kind of accordingly, you know, your tires and you know, just kind of your whole day. Awesome. But, was the so, schedule pretty yeah. cool? Like was uh, working on a schedule uh, pretty easy? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they ran pretty, like, tight with it. I never really saw, like, an actual, like, timeline kind of schedule. I think they had one posted. I just wasn't really, like, you know, I, I wasn't looking like, okay, my qualifier runs at so-and-so time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I didn't really pay, like, that close attention. But, uh, yeah, it was it – was, you know, I think they stayed, they stayed right on, you know, right on target. And, you know, I thought it was good. We were getting done at good times. You know, we weren't starting crazy early. They started pretty early on Sunday. And, you know, I think they finished way ahead of their schedule. So they could maybe have started, you know, at eight instead of seven. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. you know, which was a bummer. Like the pros have to marshal the first race. And, um, you know, so, I, you know, I was there marshall at seven which makes for you know a pretty long day but i wanted to kind of see how the track shaped up and mm -hmm. you know i wanted to be there anyway so it, it worked out all right i have one uh how do you okay so like fan ran away with this from the get-go he was lapping like people by like the first fuel stop how do you as a racer uh you know like that you, like we all know that you guys are equally in speed, but just this, at this race, he's, you know, obviously he was the fastest. Like, let's be honest. He was just on fire. He was good. He TQ'd. He got off from a lead. How do you, as a racer, mentally 
kind of focus and say, all right, put my head on and I'm going to go, like, I'm not going to give up and I'm going to get as many spots as I get. And I, I actually thought that a top five for you was ver a very good result. Not maybe the result that you wanted, but you wasn't really on pace in, in, in qualifying. And I, I, I said to you, I said, that was a hard fourth, fifth. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, how do you do and that? Nitro like, what do you do? Talking about? Yeah. And Nitro Buggy. Yeah. I got fourth, man. Fourth. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, See, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I, I, my brain is fried. Even fourth, you know, it's, it's a hard, like, I, I think the JC guys seem to have an advantage from the get go. Their tires seemed a little bit better from the get go, but to fight back from bad qualifying, well, not bad qualifying, but so, so qualifying and all that stuff to come back and, and finish a hard fourth, fourth, sorry. Fourth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, my pace was kind of, I think my pace was more under the radar than what it like actually was. You mm -hmm. know, I had, I had pretty good speed, you know, really I should have started. I should have finished second in that super pole. Um, I had like two unfortunate things like let's clip something in the back and mm -hmm. I lost a bunch of spots and then I was going to go for the 10 minute, you know, no pit stop. And then, I was like making making some spots up, flowing really good, and then I crashed off that little drop off um, on the back right, and the two marshals there were just kind of talking. That that corner never really had like the marshal facing the correct kind of direction, and that was a really tricky corner, and uh, I had crashed right there, and I knew I couldn't give it any gas. Cause I mm -hmm. just didn't want to like, you know, risk it. And I, I sat there for a really long time. I lost probably five positions and, uh, you know, then had to make a couple mm -hmm. up at the end. And, you know, and then I, I think I started fifth and, you know, actually battle with Mayfield. Um, well, he started behind me. We both kind of came through the pack on second and third and I was feeling pretty good. I think, you know, my like comfort and you know maybe my car maybe my tires um you know wasn't quite as good as say like mayfield's was mm -hmm. um and some of those guys i was racing around finn was gone he just sometimes he can just have this crazy speed and you know he's had that multiple times mm -hmm. in his career whether it's eight scale ten scale and you know you, you can't really say it's car you can't really say it's tires there's just certain tracks where you know he just does crazy things with his driving and he's like wildly he's wildly talented when you can when you when you're able to drive the track like really aggressively mm -hmm. and um he was just able to do that somehow and just had some crazy pace um, but yeah, like me and Mayfield were racing really, really good. I was like, okay, you know, second, third is going to be total possibility. Like, I have this. And I had a really unfortunate crash after that kind of like they called it the camel hump. I was just a little too tight there and it was dusty. And I spun out kind of up the face of that roller and I was stuck on the inside and that, that Marshall there, um, he kind of, lots of people kind of had, had issues kind of with him either on that part of the track or on the other side where he was watching too um, after that double after the straightaway. And man, I just, I sat there forever and I couldn't bounce. I was trying to like bounce off of it, but I was up on the roller. And so I dropped pretty far back after that. And mm -hmm. then, you know, just the way the track was, I mean, pace wise, I couldn't make up any time. And 
so I'm trying not to crash at all and you know but you're you're risking it by just pushing the pace a little bit more than you should and so I had a couple more mistakes and stuff um, but I think I dropped down to you know maybe even like seventh at one point and you know found my rhythm and charged back pretty good uh was pitting at nine minutes which I haven't really been able to do that many races lately and you know my cars and tires are working pretty good and I I got into fourth and you know a, a couple mistakes I wish I could have back I think me and Jones could have battled pretty good I was slowly catching them um but you know happy happy to to finish fourth you know obviously I want to mm-hmm. finish better you know I've said this a couple times on the show I feel like this is another one where I kind of just gave up a second or a third position um you know silver state same way battling first second third most of the race finish fifth um go to southern that's kind of same thing battling you know first second third finish fifth and then this one you know never had a chance battling with the lead but you know me and mayfield battled and you know i felt like i had to face a race with them and you know came home fourth. so you know, not not too stoked on it, but uh, making making progress and, and trying my best. That's really all you can do. And, you know, as long as I'm kind of like in the hunt and feel like I at least have a shot, you know, that that's a positive. I wasn't out there driving around, you know, not ever battling and just floundering around and luckily getting fourth. You know, I had the pace to get second and just unfortunately finished fourth. But, uh, yeah, it was it was tough, man, for sure. I got a question for you. I'm sorry to jump yeah. in there, Keenan. Um, so when someone has a really fast pace and has a history of sometimes not finishing races, do you say to yourself, I'm just going to keep plugging away, but I know that my car is going to keep together? Or is that not really something that you think about? I mean, it is and it isn't. You know, I, I mean, I honestly thought when I was battling Mayfield, I said, you know, there's a good possibility we're fighting for the lead. Um, you know, I... Dakota's a great driver, you know, he uses great equipment, but you know, it's it's fairly common, unfortunately, for him to have he issues in the main and he's unlucky, and, let's say you know, I, yeah, like I don't I don't know what, what causes it or you know what kind of goes on. Um, you know, I mean, he does drive more aggressive and does things to his cars and maybe even his engine that say like I wouldn't do, you know, maybe that plays a role but you know you never really know i mean there's there's so much uh to our racing it's it's wild what our cars actually can go through but yeah it did cross my mind when me and mayfield were battling it was like you know this could very easily be a fight for the lead but you know i'm happy to see dakota win Mm -hmm. you know it's a bummer when you see people tq and people you know like having that weekend and they just don't finish it off and you know me and dakota are friends and you know it was awesome to see him you know, finally kind of get that, you know, dominating buggy win that, um, you know, he it, it's looked like it's could have happened quite a few times. We just had it. Yeah, man. Hey, thank you, Daiquiri man, for the super sticker. And uh, hey, Jasmine says hello. She met you at the Oklahoma Super Chips, super chips race. She is um, um, she's a, a female drag racer. No prep drag racer. Oh, nice. Welcome, Jasmine. Um, so. Before we, I'm just going to, before we wrap up AMS, we had like a watch party and we was watching it and I got, one of the guys brought up a great point about the AMS track. He said that the AMS track was very 10 scale ish 
And that's another reason that he felt that we felt that Fenn was really good on it. was very like that six pack was very tough. You had to be timed right. And you had to do everything. And um, <clears throat> I think he just, and it was a, it was a fairly smooth track. So he could push a little bit more aggressive because he is super, super aggressive. And uh, if he got out in the, in the dust a little bit, you know, it wouldn't catch. It was just a lot of things that went right for him on that track. And I'm glad he won too. And I didn't pick him. So I guess I can never pick him again because they say I jinx him. And, but it's, it's good, all your you fault, Keenan. But no, I know, but we, I know it's rude, but we have a, 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 a term for what happens to fend and it's actually called fending. So, um, <laughs> he didn't fend this weekend and but, I, but Mayfielding is okay. Mayfielding is okay. Yeah. That's when you like, he, he Mayfielded the field. Yeah. Fenn Mayfielded the field. Um, so, all right. So, Hey guys, um, we're going to come back, ask, uh, t Jared some more questions, but, uh, we have to, uh, uh, pay some bills here for our sponsors. So we would like to thank actually techno RC for being a long time sponsor of the podcast and they're going to return next year. So, Hey, you know, we got a commercial for them. Techno RC, Techno RC, Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in eighth and 10th scale, high performance off-road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC, excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. You know what I just noticed? I don't think your car is in that commercial, Jared. Yeah, I saw a lot of red and yellow in that commercial. Well, I know, I you know what that you know much Hook, red, white, and blue in there. <laughs> Hooks made that for me, so that's Hooks. That's not me. <laughs> but um uh thank you to Techno RC for their support. They've been a, a long time sponsor of the podcast and we greatly appreciate um their support. So Jared, another thing, and I like this, you was very open about this, and this is gonna lead into our silly season talks, but you were you were testing a Reds at Hobbyplex about a week before uh before the ams race you and i like that you put it on on social media like i like that i like i really like that so tell us a little bit about that you was testing the reds at hobby plaques i like to call the hobby plaques your kryptonite um it's a very <laughs> hard very hard track to go fast at very fast locals so i understand how difficult that track is even though i've never been there but i just understand uh so i guess your engine testing for 2022 yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I like to be pretty transparent and, you know, normally we're not really like able to do things like that, but, you know, kind of the MX thing is something kind of unique where, you know, like my contracts ended, but I'm still kind of like using the product. I'm not really sure, you know, I, I've kind of talked over this, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's a pretty complicated thing with the whole MX situation. And so, um, I'm, I'm still working with them to try to see like if something's going to happen next year, but I just not quite getting all the information that I need. So, you know, I'm definitely checking out other options and, you know, me and Marco have always been, uh, always been cool with each other and buddies and stuff. And, you know, I've known Elliot for a long time and, you know, have, have kind of seen the progression with the engines and, you know, this summer they asked if I wanted to try, you know, try an engine and, so, you know, I didn't want to turn that opportunity down and was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'll, I'd love to test one. And, you know, they just kind of came out with that new engine 
with the uh, updated backplate and the three needle carb, which I'm a big fan of three needle carbs. Um, you know, I I have a unique throttle finger, and so I I tune my mid my mid probably more than my other needles because um, that mid range really sets kind of like where your engine's kind of gonna run at. Like your mid mm. sets the engine, and then your top and your bottom kind of tune it in um in my opinion so you know i think that's something that they've drastically been missing and and so yeah uh you know our i was planning on just running in at my local track fast lane and not going up to omaha and racing and kind of keeping it all you know low key and everything but uh we had a bunch of rain here at home and i wasn't able to run the engine at all and so decided to go up to omaha and I was gonna put my other head on, but the way their the way that their button is, it doesn't it doesn't fit. And uh, so I was like, ah, whatever, you know, I'm not gonna hide it. So I did kind of a fun little picture where you could like barely see the yellow and stuff. Um, but you know, honestly, the engine ran like really, really well. Um, I, I liked it. It came with a lot of compression, and so I was kind of fighting through that just as the engine was, you know, kind of just breaking in more and more and you know mainly just with kind of an idle I had a big two-stage kind of idle with a big drop and um so i still don't quite have enough running i have just under like a gallon on it mm. but uh, as far as the power and the feeling of the engine i was really impressed it, it felt really good it felt um just had a good like linear feel and just like a good i would say like which I drive in this range a lot is kind of like quarter to half throttle range. And that, that was really a good, a good feel for me. Um, you know, Omaha's a, a unique track, uh, really tight, really high grip. Um, so, you know, not a super good test for an engine, but you know, it ran really well. And, uh, it wasn't broken in enough. So that's why you didn't uh, use it at, uh, AMS. Um, it, Mainly, I didn't use an AMS because I only had one, and so I didn't want to go and try to kind of listen to two different engines. And you know, like listening and just kind of having that feel is really how you tell your tune, like how you started on the box, how it sounds, and stuff. And I just thought it'd be too difficult for me to try to have you know kind of mm. two different fingers and two different ears basically the whole weekend so that was yeah. uh, that was kind of my thought process there cool it's funny you say that because um joseph is actually like you too is a mid-range driver and yeah. when he was running red the older older reds remember when i first started with him that was always always his biggest gripe like I, he couldn't get that mid-range tuned and um, so I, I understand where you're talking about that mid range tuning, uh, that, that spot. Cause he drives there too, for some reason, he's not as good as you, but definitely drives there. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, it's, it's not necessarily even driving there. It's just, that's just kind of how the engine, you know, you use that as like mm -hmm. a base kind of setting to then tune the engine in. Like if your mid isn't right, which it, in my opinion, changes more with like altitude and mm -hmm. like humidity is where my uh, mid range kind of changes a lot. But if, you know, so if it's, if your mid isn't like in the correct 
spot, then your bottom is, you know, is going to be leaner rich or tops from a leaner rich kind of trying to, you know, counteract the offset of where that mid needle could be. But I'm no engine guy. So that's just kind of my, uh, that's how you like it. My, my feel. Yeah. All right. Cool. Speaking of silly season, um, David Ronald melted the internet last week. Uh, his departure from HB, my phone has not stopped. Uh, he's you know, he's hey, don't don't play the victim on don't play the victim on that. Hey, man. yeah, my, that. you're addicted. Oh my to gosh, that. he that, that when he made my that phone drop hasn't rang at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> but people just talking, man. You know, everybody wants to know where he's going. I think this is one of the big moves in RC. This will be similar to like when you left Kyosha and went to Techno. Um, when Drake left TLR, uh, Tessman left HB. This is this is big news. Like he's done good things at HB. He's a world champion. He's um, he's been a European champion, I believe. DNC, you know, lots of big things. I, I think this is really big. Just period for HB for him. Nobody knows what he's gonna do. He keeps teasing people. I I'm excited for this. This is the type of stuff that I think um, makes our industry exciting. But what are your thoughts on on David's departure, and and Adrian actually? Yeah, I mean, I you know I was gonna add on Adrian. I I think that's kind of the crazier part. Um, you know, when I first heard, I was like, oh man, he's like leaving Adrian. I thought that was really odd. And you know, then later I saw that you know they're they're both going and. Um, yeah, it's 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 a huge move for both of them, and you know, like you said, I mean, David has done pretty much everything in his career with, you know, with HB. I mean, he was a he was a great driver for Kyosho, but he didn't he wasn't quite like at that at mm-hmm. that top tier like level um, like he he was once he kind of you know moved on to HB and you know, got a little bit older, a little more experience and stuff. And, you know, yeah, won, I think, a bunch of European championships. I know, you know, probably two-wheel, four-wheel, and and the HCL Nitro, you know, his world championship. Uh, I think a podium in 10 scale out of Worlds, you know, maybe even two of them, I'm not sure. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, huge move. I, I had no idea. Um, you know, me and David are friends, but, you know, unfortunately, you know, with us not really racing – together you know at all these last couple years you know we don't really you know talk much or anything right now so you know i I have no idea i wasn't expecting it at all and um yeah i I don't know i don't know where where he'll really go you know because him and adrian have to both kind of find a spot you know i thought maybe Mm -hmm. like tlr in europe or something would be like a pretty good spot for both of them just because they don't have much presence there but uh what do you think of Infinity you know, could be uh, something I, that uh, we speculated too? Yeah, I mean, I kind of thought Infinity, but um, I don't think so. You know, that seems like it's kind of like dying down some. Um, really? I mean, I I don't know. I just don't. I just I just don't really see that much ab- about it. I you know, know what like, you mean. Kind of had like a prototype car, but then you know, like Ricardo's kind of driving it or driving something but you know they're not like posting about it you know i don't really see like nayato racing as much you know anymore as he was but you know um i don't follow 
Yeah, sounds cool. I don't follow RC like super tight to where, mm-hmm. you know, I don't exactly know what those guys mm-hmm. are all doing. But, uh, you know, I, don't, I just don't really think it would be something like Infinity. Um, you know, a lot of people at AMS are like, oh, it's going to be uh, Mayako or something like that. Half the internet um, thinks so, it's Mayako. Yeah. What? I wish. I wish. I grilled jo- <laughs> Joseph really hard on the last podcast. And I don't know. Something's up. But I don't know if it's Ronafalk. And Ronafalk's been teasing me as well. He'll send me a message and show me a picture. I'm like, oh, yeah, check this. And I'm hurt. And then that sends me off on a whole wild goose chase somewhere. And it's like I'm addicted to this stuff, man. I love Silly Season, man. Um, I I I think it's it's super important to our industry because I think it's like the one – like it's like – trade season or or like at the end of the year when your favorite motocross guys are gonna switch teams i i really enjoy it i'm into it i i love the drivers that get into it because they make it fun i know some drivers don't like it companies probably don't like it but i think it's important because this is the stuff that me and my buddies would be talking about in um is jared there there or did he leave hold on oh Oh, no he's got to come back on hold on I was about to say that this guy, Jared, right there, he played the silly game, uh, silly season game pretty hard. That was pretty yeah. cool. Hey, Jared, if you could uh, shoot him a message and we'll get him back in her. Uh, yeah, do do that. I'll do the, the clown like I usually do. Hey, so anyway, guys, uh, we got BJ in. He got 15 laps at his local track. EKJ, what's up, man? Left tire salute. Jimmy Pizarro says, I vote for Mayako. Uh, while I get uh, Jared back in, you guys um, can ask uh, some questions, I guess, and we'll just try and get him in. I don't know what's happened. His phone is actually his camera, so he's probably a little bit lost here. So we'll see. Um, it says device not connected. Let me uh, let me kick him from the studio and then send him another um, another uh, invite. So, Kevin, what's going on, real quick? While I try to do this, tell us about. What your track CTS? What is it again? Your the track where CTSR. you guys are yes. CTSR. So um, we're club racing every two weeks. Uh, club racing this weekend should be a pretty cool turnout. Uh, we also had a carpet track that opened up uh, one or two weeks ago. Um, for all you you guys that uh, complain about carpet and stuff like that, I think we're doing something pretty cool uh, at home. So everybody runs slicks um for pro line guys jc guys or probably aka i'm I'm not so sure about that but uh people are running uh, clay slicks they'll stay on the same tire for probably almost there you go you're back you're back i'm back Uh, kevin was just just telling us about his his 10 scale track no worries man uh finish up kevin i'll just finish up uh, quickly that's what she said um so basically we've been running uh <laughs> we've been running uh clay slicks on uh, carpet so it really decreases uh tire wear and decreases tire costs um uh for for tracks for people that want to get into carpet racing that could be a really good solution so just uh, my two cents so it's um, a beautiful facility dude this facility is yeah. awesome jared yeah. you got to see some pictures of it it's, I gotta um, I, I gotta do a vlogging uh episode in uh in english and i'll send it to you uh it's a f- uh, two-story building uh they have a carpet track on top that they alternate between on-road racing and the dirt uh sorry carpet oval racing and on the first story there's a dirt off-road track and a dirt oval track so 
There's like 80 pit spaces oh, wow. with lighting, with uh, electricity. It's state of the art, man. It's an unbelievable. Oh, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So we're trying to apply for more uh, races. And uh, sometime uh, we'll try and uh, not make money, but uh, host a pretty cool race. Yeah, man. Oh, cool. What's up, Sean? What's up, Dennis? What's up, Maury RC? Thanks for joining us, guys. If you ain't shared this, please share it. Um, and yeah, so Jared, what's your thoughts on the whole silly season thing? You play into it. I like that you do. Do you think we should uh, hype this up a little bit more? Do you think it, it helps bring some excitement and charisma to I, what I think is a very vanilla sport at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I You know, some people like, you know, I don't know, don't like some of the articles or whatever kind of pop up. Don't like me. I, I That's it. They don't cool, like me. You know? They don't like me. <laughs> they well, don't like me because I cause, geek uh, out on it. Well, no, you don't. You don't really come up. It's funny because Tyler, you know, works for Live RC, mm-hmm. and so we have like a techno group chat, like all of us talking, and like his nickname is the Fuzz. And it's always like, <laughs> you know, like we'll say something like, oh no, the fuzz is here, you know, like, we can't say comment was deleted. You know, anything because it's like the live RC guys on there is going to say something. Um, you know, so that's just kind of a fun, like insider kind of thing we have. But I, I, I think it's awesome, you know, like fans, no matter what mm-hmm. it is, like fans want to follow it. I mean, you know, I, yeah. I love Supercross, Motocross. You know, when you're hearing about riders switching and riding different bikes and stuff, it's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's gets people excited. And, you know, I think silly season is a huge part of just kind of the excitement and, and mm-hmm. people being able to, you know, learn more, follow more, whatever, learn some personality. Maybe like if a driver kind of jokes around and, you know, plays to the silly season, um, you know, some companies, I think, take it you know, maybe a little too strict with like, you know, not wanting anything to like leak out or whatever. But like, I, I get that side too. Mm-hmm. But you know, um, you know, one side you have like the business with the company and like certain logistics there, but the other side, you know, not like we're entertainers, but you know, we do have to have a fan base and have a mm-hmm. following and you know, cause those people are going to want to buy the products that we're using. So I, I think it's great. I like that you kind of stir it up some and post about it. I think it's cool. And you know, uh, the power of Thank the you. internet right now is uh, it doesn't take long for, for you to look at what happened with the Mayfield at the world. It doesn't take much for just one picture and yeah, everybody yeah. hears about it. But yeah, that's, that's just the way it works. It's a good and bad tool, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, your, your teammate te- te- uh, tune in. What's up, Tyler Jones? When are we gonna change your name, your nickname to the Truth? I told him he's got to win, and then he stops becoming a dark horse and he becomes the Truth. Tyler, the Truth Jones. <laughs> what about what about Teebs? Yeah. Is that? Oh yeah, that, oh your new nickname because <laughs> everybody that comes on there has to have a nickname. Yeah. So so you know how like um who does Mathis have that guy Weege or what? Yeah, Weege. You know, so like ah, so that's the easiest yeah. one for you is Teebs. And then, like, we also have it's Rowan. Fine. I'm, I'm cool. It's better than Tebow. I hate being called Tebow. Oh, I will teach from now I'm on. I'm cool. I'm cool with Tebow. That's fine. We're going to have to uh, be worse things out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, before we take some questions, we got a couple more things I wanted to go through. 2022 Worlds has been announced in Redavon. Uh, I am super pumped about going to Redavon. I hopefully will be there. How about you, man? 
Radovan, have you been? You have, have you ever been there? I haven't been there. Um, you know that one Neil buggy was was there. Um, I opted, you know, not to go. Um, you know, I the place looks amazing. I, you know, I really hope that kind of everyone's able to go. You know, I I think it will be challenging for the U.S. drivers. Um, you know, I don't know exactly like layout change and different things with that type of place but you know those yeah. fast flowy european style tracks is definitely something we don't really have um that was you know, it'd question. be awesome are to they... have a to, to have a are... world championship happen again and uh, yeah hopefully hopefully all goes well um you know i i definitely want to go um you know plan on going unless you know there's like some vaccine restrictions or something like that but um yeah that was my question. Are they redoing the track? How is it going to work? You know, they are, they are. And it's going to be a, a fresh layout only for that race. I, I don't know the exact, what the world's requires. Cause that's the uh, thing. It's yeah. I mean, there's always gray area there though. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. like, like the Sicily world, they had to change the track. And I mean, all they did was add like half an inch of dirt to the whole track. Yeah. <laughs> Which, got washed away anyways and you know there's always been kind of some gray areas with some of those track changes um sweden was another one you know that way i've been mm -hmm. the same for like 20 something years <laughs> but it's uh, still the same yeah yeah i mean yeah what that was a darn fun track too i'd love to I know. drive a couple more laps on that track it's still got the yeah, um that know. hill with the chicane on the top freak about the track layout the best guy is gonna win regardless but i do think the u.s guys it will you know i i like those style tracks i do feel like i drive those style tracks pretty good but it takes it takes some time um mm -hmm. you know it's just it's just a different it's a different um driving feel when you have to like use wheel input like you're changing throttle input and wheel input kind of like at the same time and like changing both of them through mm -hmm. like faster sections you know we're normally like faster a section corner you know like you break you do your corner you exit or sometimes there it's like lift a little get back on make a little bit of a corner but you're still like on the throttle or you're like jumping something at an angle so it's just a lot different you know driving style really Anyways, you guys are going to be there long enough that you'll have time, I think, to practice, eh? Yeah, I mean, the world schedules have kind of changed the last couple of times. So, yeah, I don't know exactly what kind of schedule they'll be doing. I know if there's no warm-up, they normally do a longer schedule. Like, that's what the deal was with um, Australia. Australia. But they're having a warm-up. So, I would assume that they would go back to their more standard, shorter schedule. Um, I know, I know for us, if, if everything looks all good and we're able to go and stuff, you know, the plan is to do the warm up and the race. Um, so, you know, that, that's a big plus. Um, but yeah, just got to kind of wait and see as time gets closer. Awesome. I think, um, when was it, uh, uh, Italy was the last time it was in South America, uh, South, South America in Europe. So it's going to be interesting yeah, yeah. to see uh, in Sicily. Yeah. And man, this this track is just huge, and it is all about corner yeah. speed and carrying that speed, like you said, through it. So it's gonna be uh, really interesting to see what's up. 
Uh, what's up, Kyle Neri? He says in, uh, he says you had you in practice was one of my picks to win. He's already uh, he's already hey I love it. He's already accepted your nickname and calling you Teebs. I love it. Um, <laughs> we got there my we boy go. Kenneth Popenhurst saying Lefty Bang Bang. What's up, dude? All right, um, all right. So that's before we go. We got DNC coming up now. That's going to be another race where you can go up and get some practice and whatnot like that because it's going to be in Paris. You know, and Joey has a permanent track there now. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that track's yeah. already all there. So you can go up there and get some actual practice. It's going to be a lot of people practicing there. I think we're going to see a high contingency of Europeans from everybody that I've talked to is coming for maybe two, three weeks at a time. Uh, oh, and really? It's just, I think, oh, wow. Yeah, because yeah, I don't know when he'll, I don't know when he'll shut it down. You know, I mean, like, I won't, I won't practice there at all beforehand because, um, you know, we we normally go like that weekend kind of before, mm-hmm. but you know they'll be doing the track and everything there, so we'll probably just do like Palm Desert and like Thunder Alley or something like that. Super mm-hmm. sticker alert! But you can still get it. You can still get a pretty good feel. Yeah, it's. I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to. I can't wait. I think we're going to see probably the biggest group of. If if COVID don't mess up anything, we're going to see one of the biggest group of Europeans coming over to race this race. Uh, because yeah, they've been be waiting awesome for two if years. All the Euro guys to come over. Yeah, that'd be super sweet. I mean, yeah, the last time they were all there, it was it was an awesome event for sure. Yeah, it's it's an iconic race, <clears throat> and it's just made itself like if you ask a lot of these racers, they have it up there like Worlds, Euros, Nationals, and then like DNC, or even some of oh, these yeah, guys who are sure. higher than a, a Nationals or Euros. So I always tell people it's a great race to go witness because it's a great show. You see, you, it's just like a world. It's probably missing a few people, but it's just like a world. Um, I was going to ask you about your prep. So you already talked talk to me about that. So no worries. <laughs> it's going to be massive. Yeah, I, man, I can't we'll wait to SIC be there. And then, um, you know, I normally do like an Omaha race, SIC. And then, yeah, we kind of just, you know, go in get ready i mean now uh you know there's a nats warm-up i think the end of mm-hmm. january so i don't know i don't know if we have plans to maybe go do that even if we did that mm-hmm. maybe then we could go to paris for a day or something and just drive over there that's um, gonna be a busy yeah, start we, haven't, of the season. we haven't quite worked worked into our uh, first quarter schedule yet but um yeah we'll just have to see it's gonna be busy like kevin said yeah. you're gonna be busy yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it will be busy for sure, uh, especially with the Nats in March, which is pretty odd. So yeah, uh, yeah that that would that would be interesting. Kind of out of you know a newer track seems seems pretty small. Almost seems same size as like Fastlane. Um, mm-hmm. Super rocky, it looks like. So that would be that would be cool. Go somewhere different. Sweet. Also, are you? Thank um, you. Sorry about that. Are you? Um, are you going to do anything special uh, with silly season? Are you going to change anything? Are you going to play the game again? Or are you still not sure about the, all of that? Okay. Um, I'm, I'm pretty much set just with the engine. Um, we haven't really made like official announcement yet, but I've signed with Tekken uh, for my electronics, which I'm pretty stoked about. And an RC um, exclusive right there. Congratulations. There are... Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah, really happy to be working with those guys. And, um, so I, I, you know, I've, I've ran that stuff quite a bit, but, uh, you know, haven't really had like 
the support or anything like that. And, you know, I think, uh, I think we can get it feeling really, really good. And, um, so yeah, pretty much the last thing is, is just my engine program. You know, my fuel, I have the, the nitro pro JTP blend, which, uh, we've kind of gone a little quiet on, uh, that very first batch before the U S open. Um, we think we kind of ran into a little issue with going from kind of the test small batches to then the first big like large production batch and so we kind of pulled that stuff back and um did a bunch of testing and stuff and we made uh, a new a new batch that i i ran at um, ams it worked really really good and so we're going to be pushing that again you know i wanted to make sure it was it was right and all good so we kind of went silent on that a little bit but uh we'll be posting something soon if that's you know, all good to go, and we got it all figured out. And um, you know, we'll be looking for looking for dealers and shops and stuff to carry it. And I'm excited about about that product. It works really, really good. You know, like I said, AMS. I pitted nine minutes both both classes. Um, ran the the whole ten minute um, buggy uh, super pole, which was really cool. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm signed for another year with Techno. And I'm on nice. for another year with AKA. And so, yeah, everything's pretty much set. Just got to decide on this, this engine thing. And, you know, it's, it's pretty stressful. Not really going to lie. I'm, I'm pretty stressed about it right now. Just want to make the right decision. And, um, you know, I got to earn an, in, an income and, mm-hmm. and, you know, be able to provide for my family in that way. And then, you know, I want to have a, a good engine too. I've been down that road where I've, had a lot of flame outs and just had kind of you know issues and stuff towards the end of my Orion deal and you know I don't want to get myself in any situation like that mm-hmm. um but you know surprisingly happy with that Reds engine and so um yeah I'm kind of in, in talks uh, with with both and just trying to see what what works out best uh you know for everybody for for the for the company and for myself and for JTP um, you know, I'm trying to add more products and kind of grow that brand a little bit more. And um, so, yeah, it's got to work out for kind of all three, all three parties, really. Cool. Yeah. And your servers as well, right there. Product placement, product placement. Yeah, yeah, man, we got we got the new uh, CT2 servos. Um, man, I'm actually like really, really happy with the servo. It's there's been kind of something I've wanted to do as far as servo design, like in the case for a long time, I just never really had the opportunity to, to do it. And um, so we're able to kind of pull the trigger on it. It's a pretty innovative design. No other servo has it. Um, we're not really advertising it or anything like that. Um, you know, you'd have to get one and crack it open and kind of see what's inside, but it's, it's a really, really good servo, something that I'm pretty proud of and, you know, with my JTP, I'm, I'm not that interested in just slapping my name on, on a product and just, you know, like I, I want it, I want to have a, have a part in it, have a piece in it and, you know, say like, this is something I believe in and something mm-hmm. that I've helped with and that I run and trust. And, you know, with our, with our time constraints we had last year, you know, we kind of just put my name on an existing servo, which, you know, was, was the best we could do for that time. But we took, you know, a good six months to really work 
on something new and exciting and you know we're able to come out with it and uh, people are gonna love it it's a so priced really well 135 bucks and uh, I, i'd say it's it's you know the best or one of the best uh eight scale servers that you can buy for sure awesome man you you get it like brandon putting your name on stuff getting involved that's all <clears throat> stuff that's going to benefit you here in the future so uh, and also, if you guys want to pick up some servers and stuff, you can go to www.jtprc.com. I think that's Link it. in the comments. Shop, shopjtp.com. But... Is it? Did I get it wrong? No, because when I went to, no, when I go to <laughs> I, your. I, um, it, it says jtprc.com. No, man, because, yeah, that's what it says right here on your I'm website. Click on actually. store. But um, good stuff, man. I. I I, 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 I'm glad to see you doing things like that. I think um, <clears throat> that's what we should do as professional drivers and stuff like that. Get involved with your stuff, get your branding on it. And um, yeah, and then that makes it for you like something that you can do maybe when you retire and stuff like that as well and stay in the industry. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough. You know, we wear a lot of different hats in this industry, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the drivers. It's tough to earn a, earn a living and you know, it's it's been cool to kind of start my own brand. It's been fun. I've never wanted it to be like a full-time anything. But, mm -hmm. you know, as I'm getting older, it's like, man, this is a pretty good opportunity. I definitely shouldn't let it, um, you know, let it slip away from me. So I'm trying to take advantage of it. And, uh, you I know, we, we keep it small down here in my basement. Um, you know, pretty much I package just about every order. And, you know, if I'm not here, Megan's packaging them and, you know, we, we want to keep it small. We don't, you know, it's not going to be anything crazy huge, but uh, yeah, it's a huge blessing for us. Provides some income. Um, normally pays for for uh, me and my kids' hobbies, you know, pays for our mountain bikes and all that stuff. So I don't have to yeah, there uh, you go. jack with there you any go. of our, you know, house funds. <laughs> yeah. Anything, you got to, like, you got to hustle, man. People got to hustle. And you, if you want things, you got to, they gotta get income yeah. from everywhere you know what i mean so that's a good hustle for you it's cool just yeah. to learn it's just cool to learn new yeah. things too exactly as well you know, it's always good to learn uh, something new okay uh i want to say thank you to jason roberts he gave us a super chat of 1999 i appreciate that good buddy had a good time at ams robert parente thank you dude for the super chat as well uh, we greatly appreciate that. And Dakri man, he gave us one early. We greatly appreciate that. So one more question, then we're going to open up the phone line. I'm not phone, no phone lines tonight, just questions. I'm having some technical issues with that. All right, so I know you don't do 10 scale much, uh, Jared, but we got a very big uh, carpet race down in Florida. We have uh, Europeans over, some of the fastest Europeans on carpet. Have you seen the track? Yeah, you've seen the track. You told us earlier. What yeah, do you think about this, I man? I saw a picture of the track on Facebook today. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I think it's awesome. You know, the U.S. has kind of, you know, picked up its carpet game the last couple of years, it seems like. We have some really good tracks. Um, unfortunately, I haven't really driven on any carpet tracks or anything like that. Um, I actually like driving on turf and carpet. You know, I think it's really fun. And uh, it's just a whole different driving experience. Um, I didn't realize so many people were coming coming to this race. You know, I was looking up at the lineup today when I saw the saw the post, and yeah, I mean to see uh, Orlowski and and Yorn and Bayer, mm -hmm. and then like all the you know pretty much like all the U.S. guys um, going to be there. It's going to be pretty exciting. 
Um, you know, I'm pretty curious to see kind of, you know, who's fighting for it. Like, I don't really think Ty has really done any carpet big races before. Um, you know, he did that Worlds, but he I was think he was an here HB last year, wasn't he? There was he even a made up, any names, but. There was a warm-up in uh, in March. I think he was there. Uh, Cav was there. Oh, Nathan really? Was yeah. There. Brock was there. Um, a lot of guys went March. I think I might be off on the on the date, but there was oh, okay. uh, this winter. There was a race. Cool. Yeah. Do you look- yeah. And um, I think I mean I would think like Orlowski and Yorn be super fast, and you know I think Mayfield just did some carpet racing, and you know I would think like Dakota would be really fast because you know. I don't know how much mm-hmm. like carpet and turf he drives on, but I'm sure they have some good setups and stuff. And um, I think that would suit him pretty well. Mm-hmm. And like Rivkin and, and then. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. Yeah, for sure. Do you see that and miss it a little bit? I do. Yeah. I, I miss 10 scale a lot. Um, I, I really like 10 scale. Two wheel mod is one of my favorite cars to drive. You know, I I like the braking of a two-wheel drive car a lot better than a four-wheel drive car. And, um, you know, just kind of the way that you use the brakes and use the throttle and steer the car and everything. So I, I, I definitely miss it. Um, you know, it's just I'm in a spot in a time huh. in my career where, you know, techno is more one-eight scale focused. And, and that's, you know, where they're wanting me to be, which is cool, I, I think. Um, you know, for me, it's it's a little bit. It it kind of goes both ways. Like Adam's been eight scale focused for a long time. I'm like, man, like if I was eight scale only focused, like I'd be so much better. And but it's different because you don't get to like mix it up. It, you mm-hmm. know, that is kind of the one cool thing when you do ten scale and eight scale. Like. By the time I'm sick of my eight scale cars, it's time to go race ten scale. When I'm getting sick of those, it's time to go race eight scale. So, I, I think there is kind of a, a role there, and you know, I I, I do miss it a lot, but uh, I I can't complain at all. I'm super happy where I'm at mm-hmm. and the races I'm getting to go to, and I do. I would say I enjoy going to the smaller eight scale races that i'm allowed to go to right now more than say if i was only doing all big races and splitting it between 10 scale and eight scale mm-hmm. okay. i'm pretty Makes sure sense. people are really happy to see you too at uh smaller eight scale races like i think you have a lot more FaceTime with most of the consumer there and you'll have a bigger oh, effect yeah. than going 10 scaling or what whatnot yeah, yeah, and I, I think I think moving forward too, we're gonna jump on that a little bit more and kind of plan, you know, plan a little bit better to kind of you know hit more races and maybe even bring a bring some JTUs back into play. Um, that's been in the talks a little bit, and I, I'd really like to do that. And um, I, I enjoy going to the smaller races, and yeah, I mean it helps out Techno a lot. It helps out my JTP brand, and you know. It's, fun like i i like i like talking to people i like talking to customers um you know it's just tough at the at the big races to to yeah. have time to talk to everybody i know that there's a, a pretty big uh, techno presence in in canada and uh that you did uh, pretty well uh, last time you came in quebec so if uh, you ever want to come up uh 
reach out and I'll uh, make it happen. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually raced in Canada. I thought I thought you I, were there in uh, 2014 when Drake, Cav, uh, I thought you made the. No, I was supposed to go up there one year, but it never actually okay. happened. I thought the you Quebec made it. Classic, yeah. No, I never did. Um, Make it happen, yeah, Kevin. I do. I do definitely want to go. I do want to go up there. I mean that. Uh, yeah, there's that technogon. Uh, that techno guy. I think John. Um, he has a killer track up there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, oh, I'd, and, I'd uh, love to make yeah. it up there for sure. Yeah, John we'll, we'll make it happen. Blanky, we, I think. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What? Uh, Otterville. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Otterville. That track looks super fun. Sweet. All right. Um, I think make that happen, Kevin. Tebow at the Quebec Classic. <laughs> that's, that's your job. You yeah, can do well, that. I know you can do that. All right. Um, tell me. Give me an RT track <laughs> over by Whistler in the summertime too. <laughs> there you go. No, no, no. I'll get I'll get something better. I'll get you to Bromont. They they have a pretty sick uh, bike park. It's not the same I'm elevation sure. as it's I'm not the sure. same elevation as Whistler, but trust me, you'll have a blast, man. <laughs> it's an hour away. Sweet. Nice. All right. Um, I think we're gonna go into some questions. We have a few here. And um, this right. is kind of like a, no, a normal podcast. So the questions are brought to you by uh, Beach RC. They have also been a long time supporter of the podcast. Thank you to Brent and Beach RC. I heard they're about to do some big things coming up as well. So uh, thank you. Check them out. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So fill up your heart and check out at BeachRC.com today. I'm sorry, Tebow. I cut you off. I'm sorry, Tebs. I didn't mean I to didn't do that. I realize that sweet commercial was <laughs> about to pop on. I am, he, man. Hey, even serious now, eh? I'm, hey, you know, I was just saying that Beach RC's been doing a great job. It's cool, you know, <laughs> that they uh, go to the races, have the trailer, and uh, you know, have parts, and you yeah, have a whole bunch of stuff in there. I've been getting all my FDJ sauce from them at all the race time races, so uh, I appreciate them going to all the races for sure. And uh, Lucas has been vlogging. Uh, yes, he's been doing a great job, man. His vlogs are really good. Oh, yeah, nice. Really good. All right. Um, so, guys, we're going to have some questions. I'm going back into some. Uh, we're probably going to do this about 15 minutes. I'm not trying to be on her too long, but let's get those questions in. Kyle Neary, he says, did he do, did Joe, I guess he's talking about, did Teebs feel more or less pressure being on techno this year? Hey, what's up? <laughs> what's up? Hey, buddy. Is that Nash? It's bedtime. Someone's sneaking down here. Yeah, he's supposed <laughs> to be going to bed, I'm sure, but. He What's up, dude? How are you? An honorary little boy. Can you come <laughs> with me? Not right now, buddy. Hey, yeah. I know all about that. I know all about that. Real life, man. He wants me to go upstairs and cuddle with him. him soon, bed. soon, soon. Give us 15 minutes. That's Nash, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's Nash. <laughs> he had a birthday recently. Happy birthday to him. Uh, happy yeah, belated. It's a birthday season over here today is actually Rosalind's birthday she just turned really? 11. Well, happy birthday. birthday to her so <laughs> congratulations yep. all right sorry go on with question 
No, all right. So Kyle wants to know, Teebs, do you feel more or less pressure being in a techno this year with how deep the talent pool was? No, not really. Um, you know, I, I think it's been kind of beneficial to all of us because I I don't know, for me, I felt like when you're kind of like the only guy that has a chance to do well, then you have a lot of pressure because it's mm -hmm. like, oh, man, like if I don't do good, you know, no one's going to, you know, like the company is not going to be like up there. Um, but, you know, there was there was a lot of you know, races where we had multiple guys on the podium. So, you know, mm -hmm. some people might take that as more, more pressure, but, um, I don't know. I, I, it didn't, it didn't give me any, any more pressure. It was almost less. I know like, Oh, if I don't, you know, have that good of a race, you know, we have good guys that are going to have a good race. So techno is still up there and showing how good the cars really are. So, um, yeah, no real added pressure on, on my end. You still like the goal is always to be the best, you know, like I want to finish the highest techno for sure at every mm -hmm. race. Um, but I, I take that more as motivation instead of pressure. So I didn't really feel any pressure. There you go. There you go. I think it's, um, I think you're the, I, well, you're the veteran of that team. And I think you still had the, the probably the better year of the young guys. So I think they're chasing you at the end of the day, which is fine. But, you oh, know, yeah, that's still, my opinion. They're still, they're still chasing me over there for sure. Yeah, I think so. I think closer. they're chasing you. They're getting closer. Yeah. Corey Merritt, I, 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 this is an old school guy. I guess remember back in the day at your house track, you had a race and me and Degani came to. Remember Bobby Tillman blowing his head off when he lit the gallon of fuel on fire. Anything with Greg <laughs> involved, I'm sure was crazy. Do you remember Corey Merritt? No, I can't. I can't really put a face to the name. Um, but I remember Bobby getting his eyebrows and harvest face singed <laughs> off. Yeah, that was that. That was before I lived here, but that was at uh, my father-in-law's, Megan's parents' house at their track. Okay. And, uh, yeah, they always had a big race on 4th of July. And, of course, everyone from California is like, oh, my gosh, fireworks. <laughs> and you can buy, like, anything here. And, of course, now I don't really buy any of the cool fireworks. But, you know, back then we were, like, nuts with the fireworks. And so I don't remember what we were really doing, but we were like, I don't know if we were kind of like shaking the fumes and then putting like a firecracker in a, like a really low fuel jug or something. But yeah, Bobby kind of shook it and then like leaned over it to like light the match. And it basically just torched oh, like wow. straight into his face and just caught his whole face on fire, which was not wow. ideal. Yeah. Dude, Bobby Tillman so. was so fast back in the day. He's like another guy that was on the cusp of being a pro and just like kind of gave up too early, I think, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, some circumstantial things, but it's tough, man. It's uh yep. there's a there's a lot of work involved. A lot of work. Mm -hmm. And some, you know, some are willing to do it just to like get past that yep. kind of crest and some just aren't, unfortunately. And yeah, he was, he was a great guy, great kid, great driver. And, but yeah, worlds, I think he's made a couple worlds finals. I, I think, I think he made just, one when, yeah, the, yeah, the Jakarta. 
I, I meant to always ask you, uh-oh, I think uh, Kevin's uh, battery died. But um, take care of it. <laughs> I, I, I always, you know, I listen to Greg's stories and obviously Greg and all those guys. Oh, hold on. Hold on, is that, oh, that's your daughter? I think. <laughs> that would be Nash asking me oh, okay, if sorry. upstairs on the Alexa. I have an Alexa <laughs> back there. I might need to unplug it. <laughs> I, I heard all these stories like back in the day because it was like you, Cav, and Mayfield that grew up around these older fast guys back in the day. Was it, uh, do you guys, like, it seems like you all have a mutual respect for each other. Like you joke around with each other, but you still have a mutual respect for each other. Um, do you respect, like have a lot of respect for those older guys like Quartz and, and Nagani and Pavidis and these guys who were. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was different. Um, that kind of Quartz, Nagani, Pavidis, Saxton era, like right when say me and Cav were coming in, Mayfield kind of came in a little bit later. Um, they were just very different. Uh, they didn't really, like, they weren't friends. They weren't respective. They weren't respectful to each other, like, on the track. Um, and so, I don't know, kind of, I feel like me, Kevin Mayfield kind of changed that because we were all friends off the track. And then we realized that, we race each other so much that we really shouldn't be like enemies on the track. Um, Mm -hmm. And we kind of just found this good balance, like where, you know, we just weren't that happy if we did something dirty to get a win. And like, yeah, we just kind of had a respect for each other. And it was, I mean, it was, it was way different with the group kind of before us, um it were rough it was rough back then so like yeah like, i heard his stories the thing the respect thing would be different like um as far as how they drove like especially us i would say i had very little respect for them <laughs> um you know as far as like their uh race results and things like that and like their spot in the industry at that time time like i you know i respected it but it was it was just different racing was just different it was you know more cutthroat i mean yep um you know there was a race hot rod where we're coming up to like the mains and dagani locks me in a porta john (laughs) trying to like have me miss my race like legit trying to have me miss my race and that sounds like you know, like about- just big mind games. I mean, you know, me and Quartz. I mean, he w- he was brutal. He was brutal to me. He had me crying on the driver's stand a lot of times, just saying really hurtful, mean things. Like during mm-hmm. driver intros, trying to get me worked up, mm-hmm. and you know, it backfired. Like if I was mad, I won. So he made me win a lot. Um, you know, and then like Pavitas, Pavitas was like really dirty to us on the track, like me and Cat. Really? Um, you know, and so it was, it was just, it was just different. Like that stuff doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you they know, I think with social media, there's a lot more accountability and stuff like that just doesn't really go. But then me, Kevin Mayfield just, start a respect for each other like on and off the track to where now like you would just look like a fool if you went on the gyro stand and was like 
making fun of somebody and trying to make them get upset, you know, where, you know, at a certain time it was like, Oh, look, he's trying to like, you know, get them upset or whatever. And it was just, it was just different. It was rough, rough back then, you know, can you imagine, can you imagine Keenan trying to report news, what it used to be back in the day, how he is now. Like there's one racing, in, there's one racing incident between Fenn and Rivkin, and he talks about it for like two months. <laughs> oh man, it was rough back then. I heard, I used to heard like guys breaking each other's antennas and all that type of stuff. And I guess it was like a hazing for you guys. You know, you use the younger guys coming in and they just kind of, you know, hey, like who's these young? Well, like, yeah, like they probably saw the potential that you guys had. I mean, because look at all three of you still carrying this swing in RC. All right. Um, Katie Carmendi of Race Like a Girl. She says, we'd love to bring you to the JTU Future Stars thing. She, uh, Race, what she does is she, um, it's a very, very good program. She gets like local pros to team up with young novice drivers and coach them for the day. And like they get all these tires and all this stuff and they give them to different drivers. It's a really good program. She's doing in North Carolina. Um, you actually, you should, you should go on her podcast too, race like a girl. Cause she's, she's, she's putting in a lot of work. I've been on there and she actually had Megan on there before. Yeah, yeah she did. She did. Yeah, she she did. did. I remember that. Yeah, maybe I haven't been on there, but she had Megan on there for sure. Yeah, I need to bring on the yeah, pod too. Really cool. I need to, yeah, very nice people. I need to bring her on to explain the uh, j- the the future stars. <clears throat> All right, uh, Chris Nunez says, "What's up? What's up, Chris?" I was talking to him and he was at the Hobbyplex as well. BJ Williams, he says, "Jared, you've been in the RC game for a long time. Do you have any favorite RC moments from your career?" Um, yeah, I mean, I, man, I have a lot. Um, you know, I've gone through kind of, you know, multiple like ups and downs and stuff in my career. Um, I can think of, I mean, shoot, just the first couple of memories. The first memory was, uh, it would be 2006, uh, Gastrop Nationals. Um, you know, if you don't know my history, my dad was my mechanic for a long time. Uh, Found himself in some trouble, went to prison beginning of 06, and we didn't really plan. Like, I had never really worked on my cars, and I never built a car, and so it was kind of a hot mess at the start. And the very first kit I ever built was the GT2, and the first one, and uh, I won that national, and that was really, really special. It was, you know, I kept I kept my uh, one street going, and... I really wasn't sure if I was going to be able to build the car and like make it finish. And, um, it was kind of up and down weekend. And, and that was, uh, you know, just a really challenging time in my life. And so that, that was really, really special. Um, the next would be the world championship in 07, you know, and kind of same thing. I'm just, you know, kind of just learning this new, this new life. I had moved away from California, got married, you know, I was doing all my own mechanic stuff and, you know, definitely wasn't expected to win that, that weekend. And that was still probably the best I've ever driven in my life um, that day that I won. And so that, that was, that was really special. Um, and I, and I, I have a bunch, the two wheel drive worlds having Megan there. 
and and Roslin was really was really special. And even the 2017 Nats, I had all I my all my that. kids there. That was yeah. that was really special too. That was you know not expected by many people. Um, and just to have the whole family there was something super special. Is, and you is had there Francis a... there. Nice. Francis Ortiz huh? is my buddy. You know, you know Francis. Oh, okay. He lives here. Yeah, yeah. He is. Yeah. He, I just remember when you won that. Like the first thing we saw was not like your your family talking to you. It was like Francis giving you a big hug and saying congratulations <laughs> and all that stuff. I'll never forget that. Yeah. What was you gonna say, uh, Kevin? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Is there one thing you were like, oh, I was so close after all these these years of racing? If there's one thing you could take back, or or you were so close, or something. Oh, what's, for sure. What's that, what's that one thing? Oh, Pattaya World is no doubt. Yeah. Man, what I would give to do that race over, um, or just do that last day over. Um, yeah, I mean that that race has haunted me for a long, long time. I actually, I actually had nightmares about that race for probably a year. And, really? uh, you know, even after that main, I didn't sleep for four days. Wow. After that, main, what would you have done different? Day. Well, we, we had a, we had a mismarked set of tires go on my car. Um, it was just really kind of a bummer. The whole, the, the tires that I was running, um, we had glued up early and like we had the main tires like all set. And then, uh, it was like after the, saturday before the sunday they like prepped the track and they almost like concreted it i don't know exactly what they put down but the surface was way harder and it wasn't dusty and so we weren't sure like how my city beams would still work so in the semi i ran the city beams and they just weren't that good cody king went a lot better on the impacts so after the semi we're like oh man we need to mount up impacts and Mark Pavitas got some out and he was like cleaning them with some motor spray. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like I want Joe to do them, like whatever he's been cleaning them with. So then Joe got a different set, was cleaning them with whatever he was cleaning them with. He glued them and everything. And I never even like felt them or, you know, we just put them on my car. And in warmup, I was like, man, something doesn't feel right. But I just thought I was like really nervous so we didn't really look into anything. And then about 15, 20 minutes into the main, I could feel it. My front tires were going bald and a mismarked box of tires. They had green dots, which was soft on them, but they're actually super soft tires. Oh, wow. And so super soft tires got put on my car for the main. And uh, oh, yeah, they just went bald like before halfway. And so I lost all my pace and, yeah, ended up finishing third, and you know, when I truly think that that was my best opportunity to win for sure. I could hear it. Even it's painful for you to talk about it now. It sounds like. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is. It's just yeah, just those opportunities only come up so many times, and um, you know, even the next one, 2012. Um, man, I had I had one of my best ever Orion engines. And uh, I wanted to save it for the worlds and Adrian told me to send it to him so he could kind of go through it and have it saved. And, and I never got it back and we were having engine issues and stuff at Orion before that race. I never got that engine back and Mm -hmm. went there with just some janky engines. I weren't running very good. And 
um, just had taken over the lead in the semi and my engine just flamed out and I didn't even make the main. And, you know, wow. I, you know, I was battling with Robert in the semi and, uh, had just taken the lead. I'm mean, not like, Oh, I was leading and had a big lead. Like we we're fighting. And I, you know, was leading like a lap. Um, but I had, I had pace to fight for that, for that worlds too. And, uh, you know, just wasn't able to. Yeah. Argentina. <laughs> Uh, we have a couple more questions, and I think that's going to be it because we were only supposed to do All an hour right, and fifteen minutes. Over. All right, so uh, Sky Samurai, how would how would the pros feel racing on classic ten scale buggies like RC ten? I guess in a in a classic race where everybody's in the same car. Oh, I mean, we would we would all think it's pretty awesome. I mean, I don't I don't think that many people enjoy driving the really high grip mid-engine stuff on the on the two-wheel right now you know they're just mm -hmm. so hard and edgy to drive and it'd, it'd be super fun like we all we all pride ourselves on the driving so i think it you know we'd all be in for that if we could have something where the cars would be all the same it's like okay let's see who can manhandle these cars the best because you know we're all proud of our driving skills i think we'd be yeah. all for it nice uh go ahead kevin i just said nice Louis Q, he says, Jared, what's your thoughts on the Kingpin mod for the cars? Um, yeah, he's probably talking about the Techno cars. Um, the uh, the Kingpin mod, like um, Thornhill makes, uh, mount the upper camera link to the to the spindle Kingpin. Um, I I personally don't run it. I don't uh, like the feel. Um, <clears throat> it gives a pretty decent feel, like into the corner, but it keeps the car steering on exit is what I've kind of found. And just, um, I'm a driver that gets on the throttle pretty early. And, uh, I just, I really have a difficult time with the feel on the exit of the corners. Um, I think it's pretty decent for lower grip where you can like rotate harder on exit, but I think on the higher grip situations, um, the car is drastically harder to drive, especially on like a really flowy track where you're, mm -hmm. You know, like say you're opening the wheel on throttle, like on exit, where it's not like a tight square up corner. Um, for me, I just have a hard time driving accurate with that. So I, I prefer just to run the standard uh, techno part with the not mounted straight to the kingpin. Sweet. So we have two more questions here, and then we're going to call it All a night because right. you got to put Nash to sleep and Kevin's got to go. <laughs> uh, Jake Wilkin, we saw you race gas truck at the Hobbyplex. What do you think of the new Ignite Ignite kits compared to the older kits? What do you think about this the gas truck revival? Um, I I think the gas truck revival going on super cool. Uh, Chad Parks is a longtime friend of mine. He's the owner of Ignite. Um, you know, I played a very tiny tiny role in kind of helping a little bit last year and um, you know, doing some testing and stuff. I think the car drives or the, the truck, you know, drives really good. Um, it's, it's definitely stiffer than say like what we ran, mm -hmm. um, you know, back, especially if you ran like a GT, but, uh, they drive surprisingly well. Um, it was fun. You know, I, I didn't really drive the truck at all. They had like a rental truck that someone else was driving and then they broke it all day. So he, the guy didn't even want to race in Maine. He's like, Oh, Hey, you want to race in the Maine? I'm like, yeah, sure. And 
you know, um, so it was kind of a rush deal. I just, uh, but it, it, it was, it was cool. The truck drove pretty good. The brakes and stuff, um, to have the gas truck really like work how it should, especially how like I would want to drive it and the brakes have to be a certain way. And so I wasn't quite able to have that feel, but you know, Hobby Plex, that, that track up in Omaha is a great place for gas truck. It's good size, um, has a lot of grip. And, you know, it was fun. As far as, you know, I've been getting asked a bunch, like, oh, is it going to make a comeback? You know, no, Gas Truck's not going to make a comeback, yeah. like, on the national scene. Um, the tracks just aren't set up for it. I mean, you know, like, you couldn't drive a Gas Truck at that AMS track. There's just no way. Um, you'd be rolling way too many jumps. And, um, you know, there's, there's certain areas and certain tracks where the gas trucks suit that track really well. And I think those tracks are seeing that revival happen. I think it's awesome. You know, mm -hmm. um, it's not going to take off like everywhere, but it doesn't really have to. It's taken off enough to where people are excited about it. Ignite's able to make a little bit of money, make it worth his time to be able to do all the products he's doing. And um, I think, you know, exactly what Chad was wanting to happen is happening. So I'm pretty happy for him. Can you imagine a gas truck at Silver State when it's completely blown out? They did it. They did well, to do it that, back in the day. That works really good. Yeah, that that's not a problem. Uh, Silver State wouldn't be an issue because you you don't really have like he knows the traction blowout, so he builds a jumps kind of accordingly. And honestly, the trucks like the rough style track. Yeah. It's more the tracks that have all the big jumps. Mm -hmm. um, and then two like. <clears throat> how they are like at AMS and stuff with like the real narrow groove and, and then the big jumps would be pretty darn difficult, but I would say just the track size and the jump size is just, you wouldn't really be able to drive around that many tracks. Yeah. Sweet. All right. So we have one more techno question and then I, I like, I like EKJ 24 yeah, question. That's going to be the last one. Uh, he All says, right. I agree on the Joseph Faulkner. I agree on the KP mod. How do you feel about the 137 shocks on the NT482.0? Um, on the buggy, on the buggy. He corrected it, so it's on the, on the buggy. Oh, on the buggy, sorry. On yeah, the buggy. like the longer shocks. I actually haven't really ran the longer shocks on the rear. Um, you know, initial testing, we actually had those long shocks. That's how the car was. Um, it was kind of my idea to test a shorter shock. Um, you just have the piston basically in a different spot in the shock. Um, you know, I thought I needed to kind of pack up more in the cap instead of kind of being in the middle of the body. Um, but I think at that time we were fighting some other issues that we didn't necessarily know that were there. And, um, yeah, I just, I just haven't really tested the long shock. We've kind of had some different things that I've been kind of messing with. And, um, you know, I think Wiggins is really the only one that's really been running and messing with that longer shock. Um, you know, to be totally honest, I haven't, I haven't tried it again, so I, I need to, but I, I can't really answer that question because I'm not really sure. Cool. Awesome. Dude, guys are liking your new nickname. So Jeez. EKJ, yeah, EKJ 24,000, <laughs> 24, my boy, Corey, left tire salute. Great dude. Like that dude a lot. Check his YouTube channel out. Everybody give him a like and a sub. He goes, Teebs, do you miss the Neo race? And he says, and it, like you were what six time Neo champion, right? Yep. All right. He asks, is there any race in a, that reminds you of Neo in America? Um, yes, I do really miss the Neo race. Um, I 
I love just that building, the dirt, the silo tracks that those guys raced or that, that they built. Um, and then I, I just love the structure of the event too. Um, you know, as a professional, you want to like be able to have everything timed right and just like know everything. So you don't have unexpected things trying to happen. And that's just how that race was. Like I never went there like questioning anything really like you know you just knew how it was gonna go and i i really enjoyed that side there wasn't i mean even just some of the stuff like i said earlier like certain moral things with some of our races mm -hmm. say with like marshalling or whatever like it didn't matter who you were if you didn't have the right car number on your car you got in trouble if you were not mm -hmm. if you didn't have your vest on you got in trouble if you were not on your cone with a minute to go like you got docked a lap didn't matter what your last name was um and even cutting the track like i i hate when people cut the track and warm up it drives me insane and they had like such a strict rule i remember cav got dq for cutting the track and warm up oh man and he was so upset about it i'm sure and uh you know it it was it was cool like that the structure and everything i really really enjoyed you know obviously i went there always with a lot of confidence which is amazing as a racer, you know, like I wonder every time, like I'm gonna win. And like, that's just the greatest feeling as a racer. So I, I really miss that race. Um, no, nah, there's nothing in the U S that really reminds me of it. We're just, uh, everyone just kind of knows like, and it's not really like on the race director's fault or whatever, but everyone knows we're just too relaxed on our rules that you're not really going to get in trouble. And so people mm -hmm. just don't really follow them. And, you know, it just kind of is what it is with that. Um, but, uh, you know, some of the race time, like as far as maybe like the track and, ah, nah, track and dirt and stuff kind of feels different. But, that you know, English I, I do like the, different. the indoor tracks. Huh? Yeah, that clay is really, uh, that track used to be slipped like, very wet right and slippery t at times in the in the morning yeah yeah i mean as tires change you know it's weird like i won that race on so many different tires and it's mm -hmm. been like the same time of year and the same uh dirt you know but you know i think as tires have changed we started kind of catching up to it i mean i won it on impact i won it on grids you know and i won it on you know clay typos and and different things so it you know it it definitely changed. It used to be slicker. And then once we kind of went to clay tires, it was, it was pretty grippy, you know, and then it kind of turned into like a race time style where you had the, the groove that was really mm -hmm. grippy. And then it was pretty, you know, sketchy outside of the groove, like the last couple of years there. But uh, yeah, there, I was um... really excited to go back there in 2020. So hopefully they'll bring nice. it back DXR or something like that. Sweet. Uh, he also, I guess, we also want to know what made you so good at this track. Was it just your confidence going in? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, you know, I think uh, I'm that track was always like tight enough, and the way that they build it, you couldn't overdrive it. And I think I've always been pretty good at driving, like really accurate. 
Um, I think that's what makes me good in like the really rough conditions is because I can I can drive I can put my car in the exact same spot every time um, pretty accurately, and that's kind of how that that track was. Like you couldn't really overdrive it; you had to be really good on the brakes. And um, you know, I, I like that style of racing. You know, I, I learned how to drive with the gas truck where you have to be really good under braking. And for me, that was always kind of the key was just being good on the brakes so that you could be accurate in all the corners and all the jumps. Like their jumps were, you know, kind of crooked and like they had a lot of just moving parts and a lot of obstacles on the track. And um, I just, the technical tracks. Uh, we lost you just in time at the end of the, we have you. Okay. Uh, it sounds like your, your AirPods disconnected or discharged. So, but that's all right. We're at the end of the, 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 the thing anyway. So, um, thank you, man. Uh, we'll wait for him to get back on. Thank you, everybody. I'm back. That- I'm back. Oh. I think one of my ear pods must have died. Yeah, yeah, it did. It I'm did. Like this one's not super technical, so I need to. We're gonna sure get you hooked up. Charged up. <laughs> We're gonna get you hooked up. We're gonna get you hooked up for 2022. Hey, man, it was. A- it'll start getting better. <laughs> it will be. You start getting into this. Watch, you'll see. All right. Um, thank you, dude, for your time. We greatly appreciate it. Um, good luck with the rest of your year. I know you're going Hobbyplex, and then you're gonna chill out for a while, which which you need. I'm spend some time. I'm gonna take Mason this next time. I'm gonna take I know, his, Mason. If you I, see this, I'm coming for you. <laughs> the Iceman, right? For me, most improved young driver of the year, Mason Fuller, right oh, off the bat. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah he's he's uh he's you know. He made a couple people upset at the start of the year, and you know I gotta give it to him, dude. He's he's driven so clean, so good to like finish this year off. It's been really cool to see. Yep, I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. I really do. Yeah, I would say I would say so. All right. So anyway, Teebs, thank you for your time, and remember, guys, uh, check out uh, his servers, and I guess the fuel will be out. And cats, get it right, so I don't I don't mess it up. What's the web address, please? It is shopjtp.com. Okay. Shopjtp.com. Thank you. Uh, check out my boy, RC Kevin. Uh, he is doing some good stuff. I know he does a lot of it in French, but follow his uh, his blog channel on Facebook. If you're a French racer, tune into his stuff. He's I'll be do- doing some- yeah, I'll be doing some stuff in English. I, I keep saying that, but uh, I promise. Hey, Max Ward right. that just woke up. Oh, look at him. He's, he, he oh my God. I didn't even know to put him one. on her. Maybe he's drunk. He, he probably is because he was drinking earlier. He's in school. That's what he's supposed to be doing, drinking and, oh, yeah. and going to school. Um, Tebow, you, you have a good Thanksgiving, man. And um, thank you for your time. I greatly appreciate it. It's going to be a great 2022. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Uh, thank you to everybody that tuned in to this show. We had a good 70 people, 60 to 70 people uh, the entire time. And to everybody that tuned in for the uh, coverage this past weekend, we greatly appreciate it. Remember, everybody, follow the uh, Florida RC Florida Carpet Championships. I'll be posting about that on the podcast on the podcast page. I think that's it, man. I think we're done for tonight. Um, you know, I just want to say, uh, hey, Teeps, you know, go out. I, I always give you uh, your co-host, so say some shout-outs to your sponsors before we go. Yeah, man, appreciate you having me on. Uh, thanks so much to uh, Techno. AKA Nitro Pro, Tekin, uh, JTP, of course, uh, Beach RC, MX, KO, Ultimate Racing, 
TV paints and uh, boom graphics and Lunsford. It's hard to remember all your sponsors, isn't it? It's hard. I know. I, I struggle with it too. I have it written on right here. I try not to make it seem that hard, but uh, yeah, sometimes when you when you uh, throw me right under the bus like that, put me straight on the spot. Well, you did a good job. You did a good job. Over at, I didn't want to look over at my car. It, 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 it happened to me a couple of times, and you see the guys looking at their shirt. Okay, I said this guy, this guy. Oh, yeah, it's the... all right. It's all right, man. Um, and happy birthday to Rosalind. Uh, Thank you, everybody from around the world that tunes into this podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, we can't do it without you. The hashtag NNRC squad. Shout out to the patrons of the podcast. We can't do it without you guys either. Thank you for going the extra support. I have to say one thing. I forgot to shout it out. I want to shout out to Corbin Showers on his retiring from RC. I love the Showers family. They're very cool. Um, I think they're all getting out of RC, so that's a shame. But a uh, very good family, and I hope yeah, they come back at some point. Yeah, for sure seeing that. Yeah, yeah. Very nice people. And um, uh, I think that's it. You know what? I got to say it. Thank you to all the sponsors of the podcast. If you guys can show them support, some support, it greatly helps us out. Shout out to Mayako, Beach RC, High Tech RC, TNR Fuels, Techno RC, Lugs Racing Tires, JQ Scale Motorsports, Sun City RC Raceway, Invisible Speed, Donaldon RC, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Racecraft USA, RCGP, House of RC, Get that sold out app. Check out RC Kevin. Check out JTP. Help support us so we can keep bringing you content. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Nitro is the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. Have a great weekend. Send it with responsibility. Thank you, Tebow, Teebs, and thank you, Kevin. I greatly appreciate you guys' support and everybody's support. We guys are out. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the No Name RC Podcast. We greatly appreciate all the support and love from you, the listeners. Without all of you, none of this is possible. Special thanks to our patrons on Patreon. If you wish to support the podcast further, you can at patreon.com forward slash NNRC podcast. As a patron, you will receive early releases, special content, and patron-only giveaways. Also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our website, www.nnrcpodcast.com. Remember, Nitro is the glory, but e-buggy pays the bills. If you aren't having fun, it doesn't make sense. And if you ain't grinding, you're sliding lefty out. Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory.
wasn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs>